All right, everybody, welcome back into another episode of Indie B&B. Today, I am joined and blessed by a few members of the band Stolen Gin. We have Jackson, Will, Evan, and Sawyer. Boys, how we doing? Can't in there. Yeah. They are coming off of uh, the southern leg of their uh, world tour they have going on. Um, and uh, I had the pleasure of seeing these these gentlemen at Smith's Old Bar. They are a party. Uh, they'll get into some Midwest tour dates later, but want to make sure we can uh, get to know them and and what they, uh, they're all about. But, boys, I guess I want to start. I read on the website you guys are, you know, a former party band from, you know, NYU. I mean, how do we all get there and, and you know, How'd this whole thing start? Yeah, I was was a senior at the time, and I had been making music for a few years um, just in the music program at MOU and didn't meet Jackson until he came in as a freshman. Um, And like in New York, I wasn't really finding a lot of people that were aligned with like, you know, being into a lot of the stuff that inspires me, the Grateful Dead and stuff and you know, Jackson and I just like kind of hit it off immediately and started making music. And we were, we already had like a ton of mutual friends. And, um, I lived in a apartment with like a huge rooftop. So by the time we had one song, we were like already, all right, we're going to play a big show on the roof for all of our friends. It was like the first show was packed. I think we played the first song we made like three times <laughs> along with a few other covers, but yeah. There were we a lot of repeats back in the day. Yeah me like um, yeah what else would you good no just nyu kind of like fostered this whole kind of well there were just a lot of musicians there uh when i got there at least but um but as soon as as will and i got in the studio for the first time i think the, the very first day we wrote um red and and the rest was kind of history like our friends loved it and we needed a live band asap to be able to put on functions and just have fun and 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 i don't think we ever got like too serious about it too quickly it was it was always just for fun and 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 just to have a great time and and we kind of try our best to live by those standards still but yeah in my time at myu like i don't think i had ever really been to like a house party where a band was playing it was just pretty rare given like how loud it is um and everything so it was just cool to like bring that to people and it was like so so refreshing to people coming to like an NYU party and seeing a live band. It's just like not something you get a lot in New York. Now, is everybody in here like trained, you know, classic musicians? Did everyone go to the music school of NYU or were there some of y'all just like, hey, like we're, you know, this is something we did in high school and we've just been playing for a while and, you know, love it. Well, the the, the funny thing about NYU is that it's such an insanely big school that there's actually like lots of different kind of like music schools within it or music programs. And they have like surprisingly little overlap in terms of, you know, classes and things like that, even professors. Whereas like at a lot of other colleges, there's just like the music school or the conservatory here. We were pretty much all enrolled in different programs, but everyone was studying music. So we, we actually didn't come together so much through like classes. I think Jackson and Evan did, but that was, that was an English class, right? That wasn't even a music class. We met in a freshman year writing class that had nothing to do with music. And Jackson had told me about the band at the time. And I was like, oh, you know, let me come through for a rehearsal. And that was, you know, four years before that ever actually happened. Um, And 
yeah, so I joined after COVID. But to answer your question, yes, I, we are. I mean, three of us have a pretty like substantial jazz background. And then Will and Jackson are more like, I mean, I guess they came from like a jam band sort of musical taste. But I mean, Jackson, you were in like choir growing up, right? You had like some formal sort of European training going on. I did a lot of of hard nosed European training when I was a young lad. But then I kind of I came here for high school and and totally like stopped doing music. I played soccer. I just like kind of did different stuff, but eventually picked up the guitar and and played in my dorm room and um and kind of took that kind of desire to be a performing artist uh to NYU with me. Uh and then met these guys who love it. I love it. Well for you guys like and I mean I will do a kind of a song spotlight here and I want to kind of everybody's little part of this of this song I want to kind of hear how it was kind of created from nothing to something but you know for for if we go down I want to talk about the single that's that's out now and it's new um you know it seems like when I heard it live I'm sure that what it was different the next night and the next night after that so obviously with you guys having a jazz background and you know some some you know jam band-esque things you know how was it that you guys laid it down in the like how do you lay it down in like a recording studio versus then you guys go out and you play it with, you know, with all of that uh, improvisation and everything like, so if we want to start with, uh, we want to start up with uh, Will kind of go, go this way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, it just started as like, um, I, I'm always kind of firing up like instrumental demos on my computer and then sending everything I make to the band and either gets a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And that's how every, that's how most projects start. That one people liked and, everyone started writing their parts and we brought it in the studio and you know like when we first came together like recording music fully as a band which was after our first couple projects we used to record like everything all together in the same room and it had like more of a live kind of feel um but more recently we have preferred to like record instrument by instrument one at a time and like really try to kind of polish everything and every part and then once the parts writing's done like live we, we just try to shake things up take jams longer like choose a couple spots to like really let like evan go off or you know josh do his thing so like it you know for for the baseline you know sawyer like you know when you're coming together for for specifically if we go down like how'd you start with that when you when you heard the demo tape come into you like what was the what was kind of the strike inspiration or were you just kind of hey i think this bass groove might work for this or how, how'd you go about that yeah th this one was a pretty interesting one actually for baseline because it was just coming out of underwater, which was the focus was much more on saxophone for that song. And I was pretty much just I was playing very traditional, like traditional Latin rhythms during the chorus. And, you know, we had a riff that we wrote for the verse. So it was very, very locked in. Whereas for um, if we go down, it's got that instrumental break, which is like the bass and guitar thing. And it's got, you know, some pretty, you know, there's a fair amount of bass improvising in it. So I kind of took the approach of like, all right, I want to like get my licks in. I want to like get, I want to work on some stuff and like find some cool things. Cause I feel like there's a place for it here where it's like not corny. Whereas like on a lot of songs, it's re I'm really just want to like play the bass line and lay it down for other people to improvise or whatnot. So for this one, I was pretty much improvising continuously for like the second half of the song, just playing different 16th note grooves and like things that I stole from Joe Dart and Jacko Pastorius and stuff like that. And then we found like the three or four uh, fills that were cool and we kept those. And then we just like kept, we looped some other stuff for like more of the traditional baseline for the second half of the song. So this one was fun. This one was like really pretty, pretty technical, I think, from a bass perspective. 
Very tight. Very tight. Jackson, for you, like lyric wise, I mean, for if we go down, I mean, where do you where do you start there? I mean, how does how does the how do the words, you know, spring up for you? Uh, in, I'll tell in you, writing? this one has a funny story because let's see if I remember. I brought in I really like the instrumental and I'm glad that you went to Will, Will first because uh, because he historically has been the one to kind of be, be the spark uh, in most of our songs with just laying down any type of groovy track beat uh guitar riff whatever um and i think we all really liked this one and i brought in some lyrics that went uh i'm sailing away on the sweet surrender but hauling these traps ain't for me the worst case i'll end up receiving the honor of losing my life to the sea and will just goes can you maybe not write a sea shanty <laughs> <laughs> Is that traps like lobster traps? Yeah, yeah. I was like, this song is like a small coastal town in Maine. Guy who hates his life and wants to sail away. Like I hear it, it's there. And Will's like, I don't really want to do a sea shanty, dude. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, genius. Well, what should I write about? And he was like, well, you haven't he you haven't really written about jealousy very much. Uh, and I went, oh, well, that's interesting. Well, we could try jealousy. And so it ended up being a a very kind of strange and honest form of jealousy about like telling your boy that you're kind of have feelings for his girl or his ex or whatever. Um, but, uh, but once we kind of, and the, if we go down hook is kind of what remains from the old version where it's like losing my life to the sea. And if we go down, well then, you know, whatever. Uh, so that part, uh, at least made the final cut and, uh, I'm will, I'm glad you stopped me and, is that equally in the right direction? You know, we something. should do that live though sometime. Back to the t-shirt. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's for an acoustic version, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. but um, I mean, my favorite part of this song is is what I think is one of our greatest weapons that we have in our arsenal, and that is the conversation between saxophone and vocal. So um it's it's to me that chorus is so blissful because I get to do so little and just repeat the same line and just go, Ooh, and just listen to, to the beautiful sound of the tenor sax. And let's speak about tenor sax. I'm going to get to it in a second about the live set, but for this song, for if we go down, I mean, what, what inspired you on that you know, particular track just and getting, you know, laying down that, uh, you know, that melodic fun. I usually have like a very vague idea before I pull up to to the sessions and it's fun. It's like kind of a fun but high pressure situation because the other guys are like sitting right behind me and I'm kind of like have this very vague idea of what's going to go on. But I try to just trust my my jazz intuition and just improvise something with that in mind. And, you know, we probably went through a few different a uh, few different, you know, iterations of what I was going to be playing over that chorus. But Overall, just trying to keep it simple. I don't even, Jackson hadn't recorded any vocals, I think, when I laid the sax down, or the sax part down, rather. So I was just trying to keep it open, keep it, you know, relatively simple so that Jackson could pretty seamlessly, like, work his lyrics into it. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to go for something that, you know, didn't distract from the really cool, like, underlying groove that Will and Sawyer were laying down. Um, so very simple, very melodic, very easy to kind of do what Jackson mentioned, which is that call and response. Love it. I love it. Well, I kind of want to move on and I, I want to talk through, you know, some of my highlights from the, 
from the set the other night uh, at Smithsville Bar, of course, you know, last Friday, uh, you know, number one, my first impressions, like you guys come out and I'm like, all right, like, here we go. It seems pretty, seems pretty jammy. And then we get, you know, just Kenny G on the saxophone over there. And it was freaking unbelievable. Definitely, definitely a party. And I was like, man, like, you know, this band is, they're from New York and they've sold out a show here at Smith. So I gotta, you know, I gotta stick around and figure out what it's all about. But like, you know, how important is, you know, the saxophone and just kind of y'all's improvisation, because that, that is definitely rings true whenever you do see the live show with you guys. Like, you know, how do you guys, do y'all practice? You're like, all right, like, we're going to look at, we're going to look at each other and we have a, like a signal to know who's going and when, or like, what's the, what's the, what's the whole process there? It's funny you should bring the signaling up because that's something that we've had to work a lot on, actually. It's, it's really hard. It's really hard to get everyone to do the same thing at the same time outside of a written context. So we do a lot of like, you know, lifting the instrument up, lifting the neck up, but also like the lifting the neck up, we try to like always have it be a reflection of the sonic part of the jam where like, even if there wasn't a neck, ideally you would all be thinking, oh, this is the apex, like this is the end. That's but the neck of the guitar, that's like a security. Sorry? That's the neck of Not the like guitar. Neck oh, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> like just lifting the instrument up, just like, so that other people can see that it's time to go to the next thing or whatnot. It's funny because like it's really hard. Each individual person like has their own intuitive sense of like when the next section should start or when a solo should end. But like sometimes all five of us feel it at the same moment, and sometimes we don't. So we need a signal. But sometimes someone will feel the intuition and send a signal that isn't the signal that we agreed upon, like like looking excited or like an eye contact or like turning around back to the crowd and, and people get confused. So that if you like look, pay close attention to that at our shows, you might catch a mistake or there. Yeah. And it, it's all been established through making mistakes. Right. And, and looking at either old uh, videos of, of shows or, or multi-track recordings and being like, well there, you know, we weren't all in agreement on that one. So how can we make it so that we're always a hundred percent on, on the big decisions, which are like where to end a solo or where to go into a new idea or where, who to follow in and, in certain moments. And, and uh, it, it's really fun because it, it it's just constantly evolving uh, and it's never quite perfect. So you're just kind of chasing your tail endlessly. Um, but that I think is what art is. You also, you don't want to, it's, it's hard because you don't want to like cut someone off. Like if, you, if you're, sometimes you worry like, oh, maybe they're not really feeling like this is the end of the section. But, you know, to me, it's like, this is where it's got to end. So, you know, I think it's been a lot of hours of just trying to establish trust between each other. And, you know, it's like having a conversation. You just kind of got to go with the flow. I mean, I think like the, the, it's got to be, you guys are going over game tapes. So, I mean, there's got to be like a huge technical, you know, aspect of this. That's, that's something that I've never heard actually before from any band I've, we've interviewed is like, like probably because we don't interview that many improvisational bands, but I think that's, that's awesome. Y'all are, are going over game tape to figure out like, Hey, we got to figure out the next signal. We got to do the, you know, we got to, we got to figure out the sections in the right ways. I mean, that, that I think just probably attributes it. And it's just a testament to you guys being, technical about your craft and you know trying to you know really get it you know get it really really tightened up for for every set how many uh how many shows do you think you had to get through you know how many rooftop shows were there before you know we feel like you guys had gotten to the point where you're like all right like 
I feel good about us going to a bar right now and just absolutely, you know, melting everybody's face off with, uh, and, and, you know, feeling like, Hey, like this one, we're going to watch and watch back and we'll, we'll feel good about it. Back then we had pretty blind confidence. Like we're, we're way more critical now that like back then we're, Oh, we should, we were so good. Like we didn't, we didn't know anything yet. We hadn't seen other like amazing bands really like colleagues yet. And uh, yeah, we were just confident. The first yeah. time we actually got footage, I think that was a serious watershed moment for the quality of our show. Like there have been certain moments where like we really transformed how good we were. I think certain personnel changes, like I think when Josh joined, it was like a whole new era. And then that first tape we got and we realized this is not what we thought it sounded like on stage. So that was like that ushered in a new start. Um, I think and I, I think since then it's been definitely since then it's been better. Really, it's been I've been quite happy with a lot of stuff we've done since then. It's crazy. I mean. With, uh, you know, it's with regards to like some people that you guys look up to on that front, like, you know, talk to me about like a couple of couple of different, you know, people that like influencers or people you've met that have been like, hey, like, giving you the hey, you need to watch your own tape, you need to, you know, look at that and, and maybe, you know, assess these things. Like, has it been, you know, people in, you know, in other bands or like, what, what does that look like? Anybody in particular kind of stick out to you guys? I have one. I, I remember... Uh, we we all actually went to see Talk at the Brooklyn Bowl. No, not the Brooklyn Bowl, at the Blue Note. So it's like a small seated jazz club. And we saw them, we, we went on tour with them and did some shows with them, but this was before that. So it was like really my first exposure to their music. And I remember thinking like, fuck, like these guys can play. Like, damn. Like, and then, you know, I think that was major inspiration for like realizing how high the ceiling is in terms of like on stage, actual live performance practice. Yeah, that that one was a cool one too because later we got to go open for them and actually, you know, dig a little deeper, get behind the scenes, see how they were orchestrating everything, finding out what the tricks were, what they were using to to be so 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 tight and in tune with each other throughout uh, so much improvisation. Um, that was that was an eye opener and that was really cool. We love them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, I want to kind of move through, you know, again to to some of y'all's you know upcoming dates. We have some we have some Midwest dates coming up, of course. You can check out their website, stolengin.com, find those. But you know, what uh, what cities are we excited for? You know, everybody can just go ahead and name one that you guys are you know hyped to go uh, go get after it in. Personally, I mean, this next run, all four cities: Ann Arbor, Cleveland, uh, Chicago, and Pittsburgh are places that I've never been before, uh, and so. I'm excited for all four of them. Uh, Chicago is going to be amazing, I know, because we've just had so many people on social media for years now telling us to come there. So I think there's going to be a great turnout. Um, but excited for every single market we play. Every show is, is just a new opportunity to, to show what we got and what we can do. And um, yeah, I'm excited for all. I love it. I love it. Well, we'll move into a little uh, Pete Peterson's party pack of questions here. Uh, Pete Peterson's party pack of questions. Hope everyone's ready. Cake right. or pie? Jackson, kick us off. Pie. And we actually had this conversation on tour. Cake or pie? Wait, this is, I, and I, I answer the same one now? Yeah. Cake. I'm going cake. <laughs> I'm going cake as well. Pie. He's pieing it. All right, I like so it. Can you right. explain how high ranking cake is in his list of favorite foods? Cake is my second favorite ever food, after fried chicken. Oh my god! Every, every like six yeah. months or so, I'll just buy an entire cake and basically just eat it over this course of like eighteen hours. I'll, I'll like never forget this answer because when you ask anyone what their favorite foods are, 
like they never say a list of dessert pretty much it's like it's like a separate category but for him cake is so important to him that it goes at the two spot for general food <laughs> i mean that's a that's a that's a heck of a ranking for a cake i mean I've known some Ola, I'm going to go buy a full cake. I've not known just regular people. <laughs> like, And also just like not any cake in particular, like just, just the genre. Like, Yeah. Well, cake. I have a separate cake ranking, but that's a sort of separate thing. It's a whole other can of worms. Dude, yeah. you must tear it up at those diners up there in New York. Bro, bro. It's like the financial ruin of the band. <laughs> it's when we stop right, at a well. diner on tour. <laughs> we can't go to the Greek diners. I got it. All right. Salad or soup? What are you guys eating more of? Salad, personally. Salad. I ate more salad, but I like soup more. Soup. It's cold. Cold. All right, we're going soup. All right, sunrise or sunset? What are you guys seeing more of these days? Definitely sunset for me. Haven't been waking sunset for me too. I'm up early. Sunrise. I got sunset. I like it. Like it. Would you guys rather hit a home run or score a touchdown? Touchdown. It's gotta be a I'm great. Go, I'm going Homer. Definitely Homer. Touchdown. I would go touchdown, but if I could add a third option, I would say dunking a basketball. Okay. All right. All right. Get the dunk wait, in wait there. if we're adding stuff, I want to add hundred mile per hour pitch. <laughs> just, just one. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. You guys having more nights in or nights out these days? Ooh, nights in by far. Yeah, I'll go nights in. These days, night time. Same here, night time. I like it. I like it. So fun. All right, when you do go out though, and your jam comes on, are you guys hitting up the robot or the worm in the middle of the dance floor? I'd say worm. I'd probably do worm before robot. I'm going robot. I feel like the floor is still a little gross for worm. Yeah, a robot. I think I'd hurt myself. I'd probably do robot as well, but I'd love to see Jackson do the worm. I think, I think we need to. I think we need to hit it up there. Midwest Chicago show. I mean, getting hype. Robot worm. I mean, we can throw the worm in there. Gotta throw a few drinks in me first. <laughs> Gotta stage dive first. But I like it. I like it. Guac or queso? When you guys are on the road at a Mexican spot, I'm gonna go queso. Good queso. Nothing like good queso. I'm also queso. Guac for sure. Guac definitely. All right, all right. We've been pretty split on a lot of these. Not a lot of unanimous here. Waffles or pancakes? Easy. Pancakes. Waffle. Um, pancake. Pancakes, 100%. Oh, all right, all right. Coffee or tea? How are you starting your day? Tea. You know, I, I'll say tea. I'll say tea. Definitely coffee. I like tea. All right, all right. Here we go. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Cat. Dogs. Just one, sir? Just one. I like the personality of cats more. Okay. All right. All right. No, uh, no, no. What if a dog was like a cat? Like a cat dog? I'm so like the show. that I can't yeah. even like have a real point of view on this. So I'll just say cats. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Are you guys more like ninjas or pirates? What do you identify with? I'd say. Pirates. I'm already kind of a pirate, so yeah, I'm going pirate just because I was reminded of that sea song. It's pretty fire. I think ninja. I'm I'm not I'm not too crazy. I feel like pirates all over the place. Ninja's a little more stealth. I'll say ninja. 
stuff. Nice, nice. Gatorade or Powerade? What are you guys drinking to recover from a night out when you do have it? Better and better. Gatorade. 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 I like it. All right, we're unanimous on Gatorade. Let's go. Toast or bagels? This one might be a stupid one to ask four guys who live in New York, but we're going after it. I'm going to say toast. I feel like I'm going to be alone on this one, but I'm going to say toast. I'm, I'm going bagels. Going bagels. bagels. Yeah. Love a bagel. All right. Chips or pretzels? Pretzels category includes soft pretzels. Just want to make sure that you understand that. I'll still go chips. I love a big old New York pretzel, but still go chips. Pretzel? Yeah, pretzel. Chips. I like it. I like it. Fries or tots? Fries. Fries are good. Definitely fries. They're way more of a big player than tots. Agree. Fries. Fries. All right, here we go. TV show or a movie? What are you watching after a long day? Lately, definitely TV show. TV for me, too. TV. I don't think movies are good anymore. I've been in a big movie phase recently, so I'll say movies. I like it. Are aliens real? Absolutely. They're so definitely real. It's like, no, there's not even. Sawyer's proof. You know. I'm proof. We should cover that Blink-182 song. Yeah, they're, aliens exist. Okay. Facts. Yep. Facts. All right. What about Bigfoot? Came up during tour also because of the place we were in. Uh, I feel like he 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 would have been exposed by now. I don't believe in Bigfoot. Yeah, I don't trust it either. I couldn't believe how many Bigfoot expedition signs there are in Tennessee. I, I just couldn't believe it. No, uh, heading up from Atlanta to Nashville, it is it is Bigfoot country. Yeah, I've yet. Yeah, to um, I don't believe it. There's too many holes in the plot. Like it. All right. Is love at first sight real? I'd say yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't think so. I like it. We got to we got to have one cynic in the group. I mean, I've I've we've never had anybody unanimously go, yeah, I love it first sight, totally real. Had a lot of lust at first sight's real, but uh, no one no one ever going straight uh, straight across the board. Well, final question of Pete Peterson's party pack of questions, guys. We appreciate you guys coming on here. Um, name one band that uh, our listeners may not know that we may not know that we ought to check out. And maybe try to get on the podcast. One band. I'm going to plug some friends of mine, Shallow Alcove. Uh, they are absolutely phenomenal and the nicest people I know. My favorite band ever is a metal band called Car Bomb, who are grossly under-recognized. I love the French band Les Imperatrice. One of my favorites. We're all going to see them soon. There's a great band from, I think they're from Boston. They're called Crum. Crum? Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I'm not going to be able to pronounce the first one. Jackson, if you'll give that to us again, please. <laughs> oh, Shallow Alcove. Shallow Alcove. Love yeah. it. All right. And we got Carbomb, L'Imperatrice. Yes, sir. Uh, brutal. Crumb. Got that one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Guys, we'll travel safe on your, uh, your, your Midwest tour dates coming up here. Everyone check out their website www.stolengin.com check them out on spotify stream if we go down and again i can't stress this enough you have to go see these gentlemen live because it is a thing of beauty and they have married themselves very well together as a band and as a unit trust me i've seen it take my word for it but 
appreciate you guys coming on and hopping into the indie B and B here. Uh, look forward to having you guys on again. Right back at you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having. Thank us. you very much. Thank you.